Welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 226, for Thursday, October 23rd, 2014. This is The Million Club. When I was doing Dice Tower News and started tracking the page views for the weekly hotness roundup on Wednesdays, I noticed after a while that a bunch of games were over a million page views, and I think it was probably once Android Netrunner hit that level, I decided to go ahead and run down all of the games that were in that club, and I did it as a special episode after episode 122 of DTN. You can find that in the feed for uh, Board Game Top 10s as episode 95. At that time, 23 games were in the Million Club. This was in April of 2013. I waited for a while. I wanted to redo another version of it in maybe six months, but then it was like, well, if I wait for just another week or two, this game will be in. If I wait for a couple more weeks, this game will be in. I finally waited for Lahav to hit, and it was the 29th game in the Million Club. I did that version of the list back in December of 2013 as episode 149 of Board Game Top 10s. And I did a similar thing this time around. I waited until a group went into the Million Club, and it looks like there's going to be a while, maybe a few months or longer, until another game makes it. So we have a nice contained selection for the club. This time around, four new games are going in, bringing the total to 33. Debuting at number 33 is Space Hulk 3rd Edition by Richard Hallowell, published by Games Workshop, with 1,001,575 views. This is the one that just entered this past week and has triggered this list. That's a gain of 94,000 from the last time this list was done, which, again, for the record, was December 10th, 2013. So we're talking about a little bit more than 10 months, 10 and a half months. 94,000 sounds like a lot. It isn't a lot. Uh, it's actually one of the low gainers on the list. But most of that, game came, that gain came in just the last couple months when the news of the fourth edition of Space Hulk came out. As you recall, if you've been listening to the show... Space Hulk 3rd Edition was number one for a couple of weeks. Our second debut at number 32, Pathfinder Adventure Card Game, Rise of the Rune Lords, by Mike Selenker, published by Paizo Publishing, with 1,007,000. Now here's a different story. Pathfinder, from the last time around, gained 433,000 views. That is a lot. In fact, it is the third highest gain here within the Million Club. And it is gaining fast on the number 31 game, our third debut, Robinson Crusoe, Adventure on the Cursed Island, by Ignacy Trevichek, published by Z-Man Games at 1,008,000. In fact, the gap between those two games is only 800 views, which really isn't a lot at all. But Robinson Crusoe has gained 423,000 from last time, which means it is the fourth fastest mover 
here in the Million Club. And the fourth debut, so all four of the debuts right in at the bottom of the list, is at number 30, Terra Mystica, by Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag, published by Z-Man Games with 1,036,000. A little bit of a separation between Terra Mystica and Robinson Crusoe, and a big 345,000 increase for the number two, number three, it's back and forth, I think it's number three right now, game on BGG. Staying at number 29 for the second time in a row is La Havre by Uwe Rosenberg, published by Z-Man Games at 1.1 million, a gain of 105,000. Again, that's on the low side. That would be in the lower half of the gainers. After sliding four spots last time, sliding three more to number 28 is Tigris and Euphrates by Reiner Knizia, published by Mayfair Games at 1.15 million, a gain of 63,000. Also sliding three spots is the first edition of Battle Lore by Richard Borg, published by Fantasy Flight Games, with almost an identical ranking. Uh, the difference between Battle Lore and Tigris and Euphrates is only 3,000. Battle Lore only gained 51,000 over the course of the last 10 months, which, which puts it in the running with one other game for the smallest gain. And it's true for this one and the other one we'll run into. They're both first edition games, and there are now second edition games out, so the first edition doesn't get much love anymore. Climbing two spots to number 26, Ticket to Ride by Alan R. Moon, published by Days of Wonder at 1.17 million, a gain of 120,000. Dropping two spots to number 25, Memoir 44 by Richard Borg, also published by Days of Wonder, at about one and a quarter million, a gain of 108,000. Right in that same range, only 3,000 views higher, is Kalis, which is down two to number 24. It's by William Attia, published by Rio Grande Games, and gained only 88,000. So I think we can expect Memoir 44 and Kalis to switch places sometime in the next few months. Climbing three spots to number 23, Seven Wonders, by Antoine Bauza, published by Repost Production at almost 1.3 million. And that's a pretty healthy gain, 217,000 views over the course of the last year. Down three spots to number 22, Battlestar Galactica, by Corey Kaneska, published by Fantasy Flight Games at 1.4 million, a gain of 143,000. Leaping six positions all the way up to number 21 is Descent, Journeys in the Dark, the second edition, by Daniel Clark, Corey Kaneska, and Adam Sadler, published by Fantasy Flight Games, at about 1.43 million views. This is a big gainer. 364,000 is the third biggest one we have seen so far, and overall it is the fifth biggest game among the Million Club members in the last 10 months. It's closing in on the number 20 game, which is down five spots, and that is Descent, Journeys in the Dark, the first edition, by Kevin Wilson, also published by Fantasy Flight Games at 1,447,000. 
Here is only a 63,000 gain for Descent, the first edition, obviously because of Descent, the second edition. The two games are now separated by less than 20,000 views, which means that the second edition will overtake the first edition, likely within the next six weeks or so. Down one spot to number 19, Pandemic, by Matt Leacock, published by Z-Man Games at almost one and a half million views, a gain of 163,000. It has just passed the first edition of Descent, only 1,400 views separating those two. Down one spot to number 18, Twilight Imperium, the third edition, by Christian T. Peterson, published by Fantasy Flight Games, about 30,000, better than Pandemic, and a gain of 158,000. So pretty healthy gain there for the long-time massive space opera game. Jumping four spots to number 17, Mage Knight Board Game, by Vlada Kvadl, published by WizKids, edging out Twilight Imperium by 8,000, and a 300,000 view gain over the course of the last year. Holding at number 16 is Small World, by Philippe Kiartz, published by Days of Wonder, at 1.5 million views a gain of 142,000. This is the highest charting Days of Wonder game. Dropping two spots to number 15, Through the Ages, A Story of Civilization, by Vlada Kvadl, published by Eagle Games, at 1.7 million views, a gain of almost 200,000. Uh, this is the highest charting game by Vlada Kvadl, and the only one from Eagle Games. And it is neck and neck with the number, the number 14 game, down two spots, Power Grid, by Freedom and Freeze, published by Rio Grande Games. And the separation between those two is 560 views, which means if I'd waited one more week, they would have switched places. Through the Ages will certainly overtake Power Grid next week. Dropping five big spots from number 8 to number 13, is War of the Ring, the first edition, by Roberto Di Meglio, Marco Maggi, and Francesco Nepatello, published by Fantasy Flight Games at 1.72 million. This is the other game, along with the first edition of Battle Lore, that had only had a 50,000 view gain over the course of the last 10 months, which means it's only seeing about a thousand page views a week, uh, or, you know, whatever that is per day, a couple hundred, 150 maybe. Uh, and as you know from listening to the page views edition every Wednesday, a thousand views a week is never going to get you in the top 10. Dropping out of the top 10 also, down two spots to number 12, Race for the Galaxy by Tom Lehman, published by Rio Grande Games at 1.73 million, actually about three and a half thousand more than War of the Ring, but a healthy 151,000 view increase for Race for the Galaxy. The biggest mover by position in the Million Club, jumping from number 20, where it debuted last time, all the way up to number 11, is X-Wing by Jay Little, published by Fantasy Flight Games at 1.73 million also, actually edges out Race for the Galaxy by just a couple thousand, and this is our second biggest mover in the Million Club, a gain of 537,000 from last time around.
After climbing last time from number 18 to number 14, climbing up to number 10 is The Lord of the Rings, the card game by Nate French, published by Fantasy Flight Games. Right in that same range with X-Wing and Race for the Galaxy, 1.7 million, about 12,000 more. It has had a pretty healthy jump of 338,000. It probably won't be able to hold off X-Wing for much longer. Worth noting here, we've got quite a cluster. I guess I'll mention it here in a couple of games. Hold on just a second. Holding steady at number 9 is Carcassonne by Klaus Jürgen Reed, published by Z-Man Games at 1.8 million. 144,000 increase for that one. Climbing three spots to number eight is Eclipse by Tuko Takokalio, published by Asmodee at 1.83 million, a gain of a quarter million from last time around. So as these games between number eight and number 15 from Eclipse back through through the ages, they are separated by 125,000 views, which sounds like a lot, and it is a lot, but it's a relatively small amount when you're talking about games with well over 1.5 million views. So separated by less than 10% of their total, and that spans the positions from number 8 all the way through number 15. And then there is a healthy jump of a quarter million views as we go into the top 7, because this is not just the Million Club, this is the 2 Million Club. At number 7 for the second time is Twilight Struggle by Ananda Gupta and Jason Matthews, published by GMT Games at 2,067,000. Like Eclipse, it gains about a quarter million from the last time around. Down 1 to number 6, Arkham Horror by Richard Launius and Kevin Wilson, published by Fantasy Flight Games at 2 and a quarter million views, a gain of 170,000. And it's right there, neck and neck, with the number 5 game, which is also down one spot, The Settlers of Catan, by Klaus Teuber, published by Mayfair Games, with a gain of 119,000. The actual separation between The Settlers of Catan and Arkham Horror is less than 3,000 views, and at the rate they're both gaining, Arkham Horror may catch it uh, within a month or so, and take over the number 5 spot here on the list. Down one spot to number four, Puerto Rico, by Andreas Seafarth, published by Rio Grande Games at 2.29 million, a gain of 142,000, and there's a separation between Puerto Rico and Settlers of less than 40,000, but the uh, main point is separation back to Arkham Horror of about 41,000. Uh, so those two games are getting closer. All right, enough narrative building. Down one spot to number three is Dominion by Donald X. Vaccarino, published by Rio Grande Games at close to 2.4 million views, a gain of 163,000. If Dominion had had that many views when I first did this list, almost exactly a year and a half ago, it would have been number one. But of course, the number one goalpost keeps moving. After vaulting 17 spots to get into the top 10 last time at number 6, leaping up 4 more up to number 2 is Android Netrunner by Richard Garfield and Lucas Litzinger, published by Fantasy Flight Games at 2,745,030. That is a gain of 835,000, which makes it far and away the biggest gainer within the Million Club again. 
Although, as you know, if you've been following the page views edition, Netrunner is slowing down finally. It is hovering in the 11 to 12,000 range weekly page views, but uh, not slowing down fast enough. It will catch the number one spot here, and it won't be long. But at number one, staying there for the time being, is Agricola by Uwe Rosenberg, published by Z-Man Games, with an exact total of, as of Tuesday, of 2,784,097. A nice healthy gain of well over 200,000 views over the course of the last year. So what's the separation between Agricola and Netrunner? Less than 40,000. Less than 40,000. And at the rate Agricola is gaining, which is around 3,000 a week, and the rate Netrunner is gaining, which is around 11,000 a week, I think you could expect to see Netrunner overtake Agricola for number one sometime around the 1st of December. I could have waited until then to do the list, but I didn't want to. I wanted to give Agricola one more shining moment in the sun before Netrunner puts it away for good. I will, however, mention it in the page views when Netrunner does finally catch the longtime champ. For Thursday, October 23rd, 2014.